Hi, and welcome to the UMA Academy podcast, where I, Dr. Yanni van Lochem, have the honor to talk to the top of the world of aesthetic medicine and can pick their brains on the latest insights and most interesting developments. So, welcome to the first ever UMA Academy podcast. Today, I am here with Dr. Nikola Milojevic. Welcome, Nikola. I'm very pleased to be here. I'm very honored to be in the first podcast. Yes. Um, yeah, I decided to, uh, to start a series of podcasts because I'm going to all these magnificent places and I go to all these conferences and there's all these amazing people, the, the, mm. these high-level KOLs and, and really interesting people in the industry. And, uh, and yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm really happy that you are the first one who is participating in this, uh, in this podcast, Nicola, because we are here right now in Dubrovnik at uh, TEMC. So could you tell me a little bit about what TEMC is and, and why you started it? It's called the Aesthetic Medicine Congress. Some people call it TAMC. My burning desire uh, to start something like this has been for many years. I wanted to bring together, to share the knowledge, to teach. In fact, my father, he was one of the forefathers of aesthetic plastic surgery back in the 1967. He was in Eastern Europe the first. So I grew up with aesthetics, with beauty, and I've always had an eye for a beautiful woman, for a beautiful sunset. And it's something I've always loved. I, wanna, I trained in England, in fact, with our colleague Tapan Patel, who's also here. Uh, and I moved to this country because I think it's a very beautiful country. And my father, back in the 1970s, was supposed to do a congress in Dubrovnik with Iva Pitangi and some of the greats of aesthetic plastic surgery. At the time, Croatia was part of Yugoslavia, a socialist country. Uh, so the socialists kind of dropped the ramp and they said, no, you're not doing this. Okay. So for a long time, I love arranging parties, by the way. I do great parties back in Zagreb. I love just arranging it and it's surprising people and so on. And that's why this Congress is also so entertaining, full of uh, fun mm -hmm. and full of you know, the big opening speech. But really, with Tapan, who I've known for a long time, and Tatiana, we wanted to make a almost like a smaller version of IMCAS, AMWC, where mm -hmm. everyone maybe gets lost a little bit. There's too many people. Mm -hmm. It still rings amazing minds, amazing chaos, like yourself, Yanni, in the same place where there's a friendly atmosphere, high level of education, great camaraderie, in a great place. So it's just a big wish of mine to do that. And, and I'm, this is our fifth year. I'm pleased to say it's been a great success. Yes, and I'm, I'm really happy that you invited me to come and participate here and, and be one of your speakers, because I, I really have to say that, you know, I, I've, I've seen it all. But this Congress, it really radiates authenticity. You know, when you go to AMWC or MCAS, you, you really feel um, that it's a highly commercial event. You know, so many thousands of people. And, and here, I really feel that it is you, a physician, organizing it for the benefit of medicine and not for the benefit of their own financial gain. And so, uh, and, and you can feel it. And the, the place is magnificent. The hotel has this view, incredible <laughs> to wake up to that beautiful sea. And, uh, and, uh, and also the, the, um, the events, the social events are fantastic. So, and, and I agree with you, I love to party as well. <laughs> 
And you did a great DJing stint uh, and the co and the pool party, of course. Yeah, that was nice. That was great to uh, get behind the decks again. So um, if you if you if you think about like we're at the end of the conference, I we just have one more last session that I have on, to go to actually on, on noses and lips. I think yes, you're yeah, up yeah, quite I, soon. I'm I think, up quite yes. soon. Yes. Um, of of the whole conference, what was the most let's say um, the the most like innovative thing that you've seen that you've heard of all the presentations that you saw? Interestingly, and maybe it's some, something everyone talks about, to me the most innovative is actually longevity and the fact that we're going to not only be uh, rejuvenating people from the outside, which we do so well, that it's, it's the regenerative medicine, it's the, it's the, it's the collagen stimulators, it's yeah. not thinking anymore about lines and wrinkles and loss of volume, but actually regenerating the skin, making it younger from within, and then going even deeper within, we had an amazing lecture about longevity, about NAD, metformin, yeah. and about the future of where we're actually going mm -hmm. to be rejuvenating from the inside as well. And that was very exciting to me. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a whole interesting new yeah. field. It's something I think we will all be doing. All us aesthetic doctors, I'm sure we're going to incorporate this into our practice. So what are your plans with the Aesthetic Medicine Congress for the future? Where do you want to go? Well, this is an incredibly interesting question, actually. This is our fifth year. First thing we're doing, uh, from beautiful Dubrovnik, uh, where the Game of Thrones was filmed and mm -hmm. many different movies in Mamma yes. Mia. Yes, this is King's Landing. This right? is King's Landing. Yes. We're going to actually move to Ravine. Now, Ravine, where a lot of Dutch people uh, come in a, by car. A lot of Dutch people come there by car every summer. It's a really beautiful place. I think Dubrovnik and Ravine are two very similar places. We're moving there for the first time. We've got more possibilities in increasing the number of doctors over there. It's just as beautiful. and Don't make it too big, though. No, no, this is exactly what I was going to say. So in Ravine, there's even a possibility to go to three or 4,000. Now, then we are going towards... Um, mm -hmm. In Casa and MWC. And even though some people are persuading me, and you said the right thing. When I started this, money was, I didn't even think I would ever make money from this Congress. You know, we even, the, the KOLs that we invite, we invite them through their goodwill. You know, that we, we, you know, they come because they want to enjoy themselves. Everybody we, is here yeah. for free. Nobody for free. gets paid. We don't paid. pay anyone. We That's don't pay so anyone because amazing. We spend the money on the cocktail parties. We spend the money yeah. on incredible uh, light shows and so on and fireworks. Yeah. And it would be a shame, yes, it would be nice to make money from this because for the last five months all I've been thinking is tank. But <laughs> it's more important to me that we enjoy, that I make all these friendships, that people go away and appreciate how amazing it was. So, you're right. I think we keep have to cap it. I think this year there was about 600 participants altogether. It was sunny, so at times they were swimming instead of being at the lectures, but the lecture <laughs> theater was full pretty much all the time. Mm -hmm. I think capping it at around 800 is a number which is still small enough, mm -hmm. boutique enough, yeah. uh, that even if people do go swimming, you still got four or five hundred people in the theatre all mm -hmm. the time. I think that's the plan. I think the plan is to maybe switch between Ravinia and Dubrovnik every year, one, 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 mm -hmm. one, keep going back and forth to the two places, but I think not go above 800. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you could maybe um, go up to 1,000. Maybe 1,000, yes. And then, like, you have two rooms who are yes. about the same size, you know, maybe a surgical and a non-surgical kind of thing. Yes, exactly right. Surgery yeah. is something, we had a surg surgical, but we, as mm -hmm. you said, 
the moment it's called TAMC, the, the, the Aesthetic Medicine Congress, yeah. and maybe it should be called the Aesthetic Medicine and Surgery, Surgery Congress, Congress. TAMSC, yeah. mm-hmm. TAMSC. the name wouldn't yeah. change so much. Yes, that is mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. one possibility. I think up to a thousand of the two big rooms Ravine can hold, yes, above that, I think it would be a shame. Yeah. And we would lose the beauty of the feeling of this Congress. Yes, yes, that's really nice. So. Um, Actually, what I really appreciate from the fact that it's small numbers is that you see the same faces now and then, you know? So you run into someone and then again, and then you say, hey, let me introduce myself, you know? Because you exchange a look and then you get to know people, you know? Many more people, it becomes more anonymous. So this makes it more personal. And that's what I really, really appreciated this this nice event. So... um, Lastly, um, tell me about your Instagram name, <laughs> the Botox King. <laughs> okay, another tricky question. Okay, so so tell me, tell me how okay, you came so up Botox with Botox King. I even asked my PR company recently, should I change it to Doctor Nikola Milojevic because it's a little bit, hey, what's this guy doing? Why is his name the Botox King? They said, you know, you're so well known for it now, uh-huh. keep it. And actually, there is a base. I didn't make it up. I know some people do. I know doctors have made it up. They said, I am the peeling king, whatever. Uh-huh. When I first started, I went to the Royal Free Hospital School of Medicine in London. went to medical school with Tapan Patel. And after my surgical training, my father died, unfortunately. I decided to do aesthetic medicine. Mm-hmm. And at the time, a lot of people went on courses. And what they did straight away, they thought, I'm going to make money. So they just kind of asked their friends, set up at home, did their own little clinic, and that was lots of money there. I decided to work for the Harley Medical Group. Maybe people have heard of them. Mm-hmm. Biggest chain, I think they still exist, of aesthetic clinics in the UK. You started that? No, I started as a doctor. Oh, so, okay. No, I started, no, 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 uh, Mel Bram, I think his name was, uh, started. I started there as a doctor, mm-hmm. very inexperienced doctor. By the, the interview, I said, you know, I'm very good with Botox. I went to a few courses. It, it, I something maybe inherited something from a dad in the hands. Uh-huh. Within just two or three months, I was the main Botox doctor. Even Princess oh, really? Kate, uh, Prince Williams, uh, she's now called something else, the future queen, came to me for a consultation. Now, I would never, ever talk about my patients, but this was a long time ago. She didn't want any treatments. So she was very young. What do you think I need in the future? And I gave her, gave, her, gave her some advice. Now, when I see her, she's had work done, I think, but I think very well. Now, how the Botox King term came, it was the UK papers. I didn't actually make that up. Uh-huh. Jean-Louis Sebag, who many people have probably heard of, he was the king of Botox. Okay. And then because I was doing 40 or 50 Botox cases a day, they, they were, because Harley Medical Group was spending two million pounds a year on, on advertising, posters everywhere in the underground. And because very soon I was the most skilled Botox doctor, they liked me. And then the newspapers said, can we come and interview this guy who's in 50 Botox a day? And of course they were doing. So they came, interviewed me, and then the article came out, was the Botox king. Ah, And I thought, you know what? I was quite a young doctor then. Even then I was into social media. I thought, you know what? I have to use that name. (laughs) So now sometimes I want to get rid of it because I'm like, I'm now, people are going to, and they do laugh. They joke with me about it. But it's a name that's stuck for a while now. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, it's, it's still there. Yeah, that's funny, man. And, and <laughs> I really funny. like the story behind it. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. so I really didn't make it up. It, it yeah. was the papers. It, so the, uh, the journalists the paper, made it up. The journalists, the journalists made it. And they couldn't call me the king of Botox. The Botox king. So I said at times, because some people probably think I made it up just for PR. Uh-huh. I think about removing it. But my team are saying at the moment, leave it. You're well known for it. Great. So everybody listening, look up the Botox king on Instagram. 
Instagram. Instagram and TikTok. Uh, now I'm even got Beeril now. It's the new one. Yeah, I am following you. You still have to accept my request. Oh, okay. Yes, I yes. have to have a look. Okay, okay, good, good, good. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you so much for, you, uh, for joining and, me. And for thank you so time. much for coming. You've definitely been one of the biggest, biggest stars here. And I hope you keep coming. And I think, hope our friendship uh, continues professionally and obviously after work as well. <laughs> Yeah, just as, just as a last little thing, uh, maybe it's interesting to know that we met really in person just recently in Argentina. We met each other at uh, the Master Hub of Fernando Felice, yeah. organized uh, conference there. And that's how we connected and clicked and yeah. spent some fantastic evenings together, going to very interesting places. Very interesting places, yes. What was the most Secret interesting? Clubs yeah, which, which place do you think was the most memorable? I think most, obviously we had the cocktail party, the racing course, but I think mm -hmm. the most memorable was when we went to this place where you, we didn't even know, I think some Chilean doctors took us. They booked mm -hmm. it, you have to book it way in advance. It's like a secret club. And you literally turn up, it looks like a sandwich shop. Uh -huh. and you don't see anything else. Then you say you have your reservation. Then they tell you to go through a door. And you go inside that door, there's just two fridges. And we walked into this door and uh, you were filming it, I think. Yeah, I was. And I just thought, I think I'm just going to open this fridge. And I opened one fridge and you walk into a huge nightclub. <laughs> Yeah. And I think they give you tarot cards, and they, they and then based they, on the tarot card, they you, you get the drinks, a special thing. matching cocktail. Matching cocktail. Yeah. Well, you're right. Fernando Felice is also here. Um, uh, he invited us, and even though I'd known of you, you uh, before, and I think you'd been to Zagreb for for Mertz. Uh, we really did click, and it feels like we've been friends for a long time. And I think that's the beauty of our industry. I think through the work and the entertainment we have around the work, we make some amazing friendships. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Nick. Thank you. It was a great pleasure. No, really, really, really nice to, to be in the first podcast. Very, very uh, honored. I wish you all success. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Well, thanks for listening, guys. And, um, well, see you at the next one.